And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Welcome back to Fasten Like Nails. I'm Mark Hamby, and today we're going to jump right back into our exciting new series, so let's listen in. Okay, so you were going to say something, Spencer. Yeah, uh, well, the humility, I'm sure, for David started with the sheep taking oh, yeah. care of the lambs. and He's the youngest of all, and he's stuck with watching the sheep, right? Yeah. 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 Out in the cold. Yeah. Predators. I mean, I mean, you know far better than we do, but it's brutal work just to care for those helpless lambs. Yeah, and then his brothers are out playing soldier, mm. and David wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Hey, son, go bring some cheese to your brothers and some bread. You know, and David gets over there with the bread and the cheese, and there his brothers are playing soldier, and he's got. And then, and then, what do his brothers say to him when they see him? Hey, punk! What are you doing over here? You're just trying to get get in on the action. Get home, you squirt. You yeah. know. And then, and David says to his brothers, like. What is that I hear in the background? Some giant telling you guys that you're, um, you know, that you're uh, going to get killed and you're you're trembling before him. Is that what I hear? Are you guys afraid of him? <laughs> you know, and what does David do? You uncircumcised Philistine today. I'm going to cut your head off. Yeah. <laughs> and then his brothers are like, you little squirt. What are you trying to do here? You know? Yeah, they're so insulted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And then David takes the stones and the sling and. Puts all this armor on him, like, get mm-hmm. this armor off me. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I like the way David does this. You know, he looks at Goliath. Goliath is a big giant, right? Come, he's, got, he's got a sword bearer in front of him, the shield and javelin. And, and there David is with his little sling, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, you uncircumcised giant. This day, the God of heaven's going to cut your head off, you know? Mm-hmm. David was a man after God's own heart. And David, what did he do? He knew what it meant to fight the giants of this world by faith, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Mitchell, Spencer, mm-hmm. David was an expert in throwing stones with his sling. Guess what he was doing while he's watching the sheep? He was just practicing his craft. Yep. Mm-hmm. And guess what else he did with three strands of wool, making Harp. strings on a, on a string, string instruments. Mm-hmm. While he's in the desert watching the sheep... And in the mountains, he is becoming a musician, a skilled musician that he could write. 155, 150 psalms, and he becomes an expert marksman. Well, he's, he didn't write the, all the 150. Well, but he's— I'm sure know. he wrote many more, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. He, wrote, <laughs> but he wrote so many songs, right? Mm-hmm. He's a musician and an expert marksman, you know, by just watching a sheep, not wasting his time. Yeah. We have so much time on our hands, Okay. I mean, that's why it's so important that we're diligent. We get up early in the morning. We don't waste our time. Spencer, that's what I love seeing in your life these days. Late at night, you're over here at the church playing the piano. Yeah. You made these. Uh, you made this uh, cardboard sheet where it has the keys that you, and when you're not over the piano here, you're playing like on a table somewhere. Yeah, it was for our road trip to California. I just, I had to keep practicing. Yeah, awesome. God's going to use that. Mm. God's going to use that. So here they are again. First, you need a will to obey, then a work to do. When you have the work to do, now, if you become highly skilled at what God wants you to do, he's giving you some giftedness, now you bring those skills to a high level of excellence, right? Mm, okay. Once they're at a high level of excellence, now you have a work to do, and people will want what you have, okay? They'll okay. pay you for it, okay? Just like that guy that did the stonework on my house. I had to pay him more than I'd paid anybody, but it was beautiful, and I wanted his craftsmanship. He was the best of the best. I was willing to pay for it. Mm. 
will to obey, work to do, then a woman to love. Now you have the woman that is willing to be to come to you and be secure in in your care because you have reached a high level of excellence. Don't get married too early. Provide, get make sure that you have done your preparatory work to reach high levels of excellence so that when you do get married, you can provide for the woman and give her the security that she needs. And then you reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, expect the greater reward for doing so. Okay, mm. having that foundation, now we want to live out of a cup that does what, Mitchell? That overflows. Overflows. As soon as we live out of that cup that overflows, now you're doing voice acting, and you have all of these extra things that you're putting into the voices that is beyond. And then the the director and the producer are listening to you, and you're going like, whoa, that's amazing. I never would have thought of that because you're giving it to them because you've got all this knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Second Peter. Peter takes all the stuff who seemed to be just one of those dumb fishermen, but he wasn't. He knew the word of God so well. Mm. He had it memorized. And Peter goes... His divine power. That's how he starts off. First, he says, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then he says this. He goes, God's divine power. He gets it. God's divine power. His, what does it say? Is given to me everything that I need for life and godliness. It's a pretty amazing statement. I like that. End right there, and we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> but then he says this. According to what, Mitchell? According to his full, intimate According to his full, intimate knowledge. You got it. You got it. Good job. Okay. Okay, full, intimate knowledge. What does that mean? Is it just enough know. to know the Bible? Well, it's intimate knowledge. That's not memoriz- rote memorization. No, that's knowing him inside and out. That's yeah. knowing his expectations of you and your expectations of him. That mm. means knowing all 8,760 pro- of his promises. Mm. Okay. That's knowing the book of 1 John, knowing the book of John, knowing the book of Mark, knowing the book of Zechariah, knowing the book of Isaiah. You know what they're teaching, okay? Mm. You know what God's intention was for each one of those books, okay? So you're, so his divine power is giving you everything you need for life and godliness according to a fullness, full, intimate knowledge of him who has called you to his own glory and virtue. Virtue. Okay. And Spencer and Mitchell, just recently we learned what it really means to give glory to God. And this was a game changer for me, so I've never known this until recently. What does it mean to walk in God's glory? It, it means to spread his character accurately, like the fame of his true character, because we're to, to carry the aroma of Christ wherever we go, hmm. but so often it's less than. Um, we don't show the true character of God, and, and so his... His name is not glorified. Hmm. Okay, so I think the word that we heard is that, I think it starts with an R. Reputation. It's reputation. Oh. His reputation what are we doing? greater than yours. Yeah. So when we act out the king's story, you know, when we take our full, full intimate knowledge, what are we doing with this full intimate knowledge? We're demonstrating to the world who he is more than we are who we are. We, oh, we leave the world with this reputation of our God. Oh. This is who God really is. So like you, you're like people looking at like, I've never seen anyone like you guys in my life, right? I've never seen anyone could do it as well as you do. But at the end, you let them know that you're, it's not you. Yeah. It's God. Yeah. yeah you, you turn your back and you walk away and, and what's left there is what? The reputation of God. Mm. 
Just like the fragrance that lingers mm-hmm. far after you've left. We're the, we're the fragrant aroma of Christ. So after you leave, people are left with the fragrant aroma of Christ, which is the knowledge of God. Mm. So we leave with them the knowledge of God. After we've gone, they're still left with this aroma of the knowledge of God. Because that's what the knowledge of God really is. It's an aroma that's like... I've never heard this before. Mm. This is like, whoa, is this who your God? I've never heard about God like this before. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is an amazing God, that this creator, like, you know what, you and I were taking photographs this morning of what? Yeah, the moss. <laughs> <laughs> the color green. We've never, yeah. I, it's, it's amazing, right? That God could create that kind of color. Yeah. And the softness, the texture, mm-hmm. you know, and then looking at the photographs and when I enlarged it, the little specks of, moisture on the top of each mm-hmm. one like yeah. how does god do all this right oh. we, we've only scratched the surface was knowing this amazing god right okay so let me get back so his divine prom, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness according to a full intimate knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and virtue to increase his reputation but the only way to gain that full intimate knowledge is to spend time, serious time, study time in his word, knowing him intimately. And like I said, you can take all of the knowledge that you can get in a college setting in a thimble. In fact, I had a young man who was part of this, part of our, our master's guild here one time, and he went to a state university after he was here for a year. And after he graduated four years at state university, uh-huh. he said, he wrote back, he said, Dr. Hamby, he goes, he goes, I can take everything I've learned in the last four years at the state university and I can put it inside a thimble compared to what I learned in one year at the Master's Guild. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And do you know why? Because 90% of what we teach here is found where? God in the Bible. Word, in the Word of God. Because that's, that's where all of God's truth is. It's all in there, right? Mm-hmm. And when you can, you can extract it and let people see what it's really saying, whew, then it gets exciting, right? Like, oh, it does, yeah. There's some, I would like to share so many things right now. Okay, so so here's Peter, the fisherman, the servant of Jesus Christ, saying he's got his God's divine power. God's given him everything that he needs for life and godliness, according to a full intimate knowledge of him who's called him to his own glory, God's own glory and virtue. God's reputation gets exposed to the world. And then he says this, by which he's also granted unto us, what? Great and magnificent promises. promises. How many? 8,760, <laughs> give or take a few hundred. <laughs> okay. Okay. By which he's also granted unto us. Now, if I talk like that all the time, Spencer, you guys are going to say, why does he always got to exaggerate? Why, do, why couldn't I say that God's given us all these promises? But Peter says God's given us these great promises, right? Mm-hmm. Nuh-uh. Great and exceeding magnificent, magnificent. promises. That's a lot of adjectives. Why couldn't it just be 8,760 promises? Why does it got to be great and magnificent promises? Because that's how extraordinary they are, okay? Mm-hmm. You can't describe his promises any other way. They're great and magnificent promises. And most Christians, most people in the world have never dabbled more than a half dozen of them, let alone mm-hmm. 8,760 of them, okay? Yeah. So you get to know what these promises are. And now you're like, but God, you said that— You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. John— 14, greater things will you do than I did. (laughs) And you could ask anything in my name, and I will give it to you. (laughs) Like, 
Okay. Whoa. I believe it. Wait, Lord, did you just say I'll do greater things than you did? That's what I said. Well, let's do it. Okay. I mean, and then he that did. comes full circle back to what you said about, you know, with God, and then you got to do his plan first and then do yours. There you go. Full circle. Spencer? Mm-hmm. Well, what Jesus did couldn't be contained in, you know, if every book was written about what he did. No, all the books of the world couldn't contain all yeah. that he did. And yeah. then he says, but greater things are you going to do than oh, I no. did. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Why? Because we're created in his image. He's given us certain gifts. Now he wants us to continue the creation, to mm. create new things, things that have never been done before mm. on the earth. You know, we allow Apple, Microsoft, IBM, Xerox. We, we, inv- oh. we allow all of those business companies to influence the entire world. They do. Mm. Do you know why? Do you know why, Mitchell? Because they're creating. And what are we not doing? Creating. Yeah. We're consuming. Exactly. We sit in church on Sunday and think that we're doing the Lord's work. Mm. We sit there like big fat sheep, taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. You know what a big fat sheep is called in the Bible? No. Fat. (laughs) 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 Genesis 32. In Jeshurun, it's a poetic name for Israel as a sheep, Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Mm-hmm. And guess what it says about Jeshurun, who acts fat and kick? Good for nothing. Oh, man. Because it keeps eating and eating and eating and gorging itself. They just keep taking the things in. And they're never doing what? They're never having babies. They're mm. never being fruitful and multiplying and filling the earth. Yeah. That's, what, that's the very first command in the Bible is be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. So God wants us to fill the earth with who? God's glory. With what? God's glory. Mm. You know? So that his reputation does what? Is exceedingly powerful throughout the whole earth. Yeah. Powerful and majestic. And people are like, who is this God that you serve? You know? I want to know this God. We whet the appetite of people when we do torn, this drama that we go around the country yeah. with. Mm-hmm. We whet their appetite and like, this, who is this God that made these demons fly in the air? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You, know, you do a voice acting like you did with the Lord of the Rings and VeggieTales. You, Mitchell, you gain the knowledge that you need, and now you make this thing go beyond what the world has ever seen. You make Jess Harnell seem like pitily compared <laughs> to what you're going to do for God, right? Because you're going to gain knowledge that is connected to what? The Word of God. Truth. Truth yeah. that sets people free. You're going to be able to create sentences and lines in such a way that people hear it and like, whoa, I've never heard it said like that before. Just like you read the other day in Tales of the Kingdom and Tales mm-hmm. of the Resistance. Two amazing books, right? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever read allegorical stories better than that. I, I think it exceeds um, Pilgrim's Progress. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll never forget the yeah. end of Thespia. Yeah. You know, that, you know, she became a back alley. She became a street player in the back alleys and dead ends of Enchanted City, acting out the king's story in such a way that all who saw her suspected and then hoped that there was a real king in a real kingdom, and like the king, she wore common clothes, and she never gave the luxuries of the palace a backwards glance, because when one has found one's real love, it is easy to leave behind what has only been pretend. Okay, that leads me to this next section. You ready? We're going to end here. leave a minute there for that. (laughs) Ready ready for this next moment? Mm. After God gives us all of these amazing promises, he says what? That you might become 
partners in my divine nature. Wow. <laughs> Just knock your socks off. It does. The God of the universe says, I created you to become my partner. Oh. You wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, God, what are we going to do today? Then you and God have a meeting. You're talking. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is, the way, this is yeah. the way it really works. You guys have a meeting. You and God have a meeting. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, Lord, what are your expectations of me today? And Lord, these are my expectations of you today. Because <laughs> you said them. You told me what they are. <laughs> yeah. And God's like, okay, you fulfill your part of the expectations. I'll fulfill mine. Mm. And we're going to do this together, Lord. Oh. In the middle of the day, like, Lord, I'm, I ran into an unexpected roadblock. I mean, like, uh, Lord, um, the finances just aren't here for me to do this. And God's like, uh, I got you. I got you back. I got the kettle on a thousand hills. I got your back. You, if there's no sin in your life, you have no unconfessed sin. There's no reason I can't bless you. Okay, Lord. And then all of a sudden, those financial pressures make you make creative decisions that you hadn't thought of before. Because God put you in that position to rethink to redefine yourself, to make new decisions, to go in different directions. And mm. God's like, like right now, yesterday, I came in and I was so excited. I'm going like, we got all this land. We got 60 acres. It's not being used, yep, yep. right? We use it for ourselves and our own enjoyment. Like, come on, this can't keep happening. Mm. Yeah. And what did I say? I came in so excited. We're going to start a school for young kids. We're going to teach them about God through creation. Mm. You know, let's get it started. We've got the staff. Well, we don't really have the staff, but we're going <laughs> we're gonna, to... We'll, we'll do it. You know, I'm so excited about it. Okay, that's another. There's nothing you can fail at. Yeah, isn't yeah, that great? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we did fail, that's only God's direction to move us in another. To keep turning. Right. You know, the sails just keep turning in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Success is failure upon failure with great enthusiasm. Mm. When you continue to fail and you get, and you sink, is when you lose the belief that God is working all things together for good in your life. God is good. He works all things together for good. He keeps his promises, and he allows suffering so we can experience his love. Okay, so here it goes. So we become partners in his divine nature. This is all Second Peter chapter 1. His yeah. divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, according to a full intimate knowledge of him who's called us to his own glory and virtue, by which he's also granted unto us great and magnificent promises, that through these we might become partners in his divine nature. And I love this next part. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Having escaped the lustful corruptions that are in the world. Mm -hmm. um, test question, Spencer. How do you escape the lustful corruptions that are in the world? So it's a trick question. And the answer I've already given. From the beginning of the verse? Would you like Mitchell to help you? Sure. Mitchell? From? This is big, Mitchell. If you get this wrong, you fail. Oh, no. Um, it's from the rules, the, the full intimate knowledge. There you go. Okay. So we're escaping the lustful corruptions in the world. Number one, by gaining a full intimate knowledge. Number two, by believing in his divine. I'm, I'm mouthing the word to him so he gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> probably heard the jaw click. <laughs> the jaw's broke, broke since we last had this conversation. We gain his intimate knowledge. We believe in his promises. Therefore, we become what? In partners. Mm -hmm. We become partners with him. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this gets really good. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. If you're involved in that level of intimacy with God, where you're intimate with his knowledge, 
you're holding him to his promises, you're enjoying his promises, and you're actually partnering with him, yeah. you don't have time for the lustful corruptions that are in this world. No. <laughs> you just don't have time. I'm in fact, busy. when the lustful corruptions tempt you, okay, uh-huh. when these lustful, pleasurable corruptions tempt you, you look at them, and then you look at all the things you're doing with the Lord, they are so much greater and yeah. so much more pleasurable it's like, I don't have time for that nonsense. And you just turn your back on it. It's, it's not there. It's, it's not a real enticement anymore. Mm. And the more you get involved with seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the less and less the world starts to attract you. Oh. And you're like, mm. and you leave the world behind because you're so, in, and you don't have time for the protests and the boycotts. You don't have time for any of the nonsense stuff that the <laughs> that, that people do. We're going to boycott um, target, you know, this month, <laughs> we're going to go with some science. You're like, you're so busy creating new things to wet people's appetites for God. You don't have time for all that nonsense stuff. Mm-hmm. So then it says this, therefore, you guys ready for this? Right. Give all diligence. That idea of diligence is reining in a runaway horse. Oh, it's going in, a, in how you rein in a runaway horse. You want to, you want to know how you do it? You let go of one side of the reins, and you hold on to just one other side, and you pull back. What do you do? You turn the horse's head completely around, and mm-hmm. the horse will stop on a dime because mm-hmm. it can't see where it's going. And you got to be willing to turn completely around and go a different way. Mm-hmm. Giving all oh. diligence is making a decision, I am not going in that direction anymore. I am going completely where Jesus is going. Yeah. Giving all diligence Add to your faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And if you practice these things, (laughs) if you practice these virtues, you'll never be barren nor unfruitful in the full intimate knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And if you practice these things, you'll never fall. Pretty amazing promise. But he who's, you know, blind and can't see, he can't see it from afar off, he becomes unfruitful. But if you're practicing these things, well, practicing what things? What are they? Seven virtues. Virtue. And that word virtue, guess what it means? Manly valor. Mm, Yeah. Manly valor. You want to know why it means manly valor? Because to add virtue in your life is going to take everything you've got to turn away from the world. It does. Yeah. Manly valor. I'm going to turn. I should not be watching this thing on TV right now. This is, this is, this does not characterize my God. This does not honor my God. I'm listening to something I shouldn't be listening to. This music, this video, this film, this this game, whatever, this doesn't honor God. Jesus wouldn't do this with me, so I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to make a decision based on biblical manhood, a will to obey, number one. I'm turning my back on this stuff, and God help me. Um, fill my life with something better, Lord, so now you get involved with God, and you're partnering with Him, and you're excited about what you're creating. You're doing mu- You're doing musical scores now. Spencer? Yeah, I'm 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 loving it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but can you imagine actually writing music eventually? Ooh. The things that this can lead into. Look mm-hmm. what Sarah just did with the new drama um Hungering and Thirsting. Oh, it's amazing. I can't wait to hear. I listened to part 4 this morning. I was in tears. Yeah. It's it's by far our best drama, I think. Oh. So here we go. You ready? Seven virtues. It takes knowledge, manly valor. Before you get to the knowledge, Add to yourself virtue, knowledge, self-control. Knowledge comes after virtue. Manly valor. It takes manly valor to add knowledge to your life. 
you've got to be studiers of the word. You go and study architecture. You study landscaping. You study, um, you study poetry. You study literature. You study history. You study ichthyology. You study herbology. You study zoology. You study all these things. You gain a vast amount of knowledge in your life. You study all the things that who God is and what he did and how he created it, right? Mm-hmm. And as you gain that kind of knowledge, you're adding to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And then you apply self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And if you're doing these things, practicing these things, and they abound, you'll never be unfruitful nor barren in the full intimate knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the most important word in all of this, I believe, is a very easily forgotten word in the very beginning. Add to your faith. Okay? So, uh, this is all got to be added to faith. Yep. The seven virtues got to be added to faith, meaning that each one of those virtues requires faith. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But there's a small little word that I call a person must be ADD in order to really get this. Spencer, you must be ADD in order to really get this. And you're not ADD kind of at all, right? Oh, I, I can be distractible with a lot of like ideas coming to my head. Hard but to this ADD focus. is different than any other ADD in the world. And by the way, just for those that are listening to me, I have a special education degree, da, 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 and there's a book called The Myth of ADD. I don't believe that ADD really exists. I know, and I don't want any letters from people, but I think the ADD <laughs> characteristic from, from most youth, et cetera, is a gift more than a disability. Um, if anyone was ADD, it'd be me. But ADD in Second Peter chapter 1 is the most important word. What are we supposed to do? After giving all diligence, we are to do what? Add. <laughs> Add. A-D-D. Oh. <laughs> Add to our faith virtue. And that word add, it's an amazing word. Yeah. It is the word epikorigeo, and oh. it means yeah. fully choreographing your life. There are seven virtues on the, on the stage of life. Before a world, these virtues you're going to now present to the world in creative ways that the world has never seen before because they're gonna, you're going to show them who your God really is in oh. all of these areas. You are going to epikorigeo. You're going to add. This word add comes to the idea of a donor, Old Testament, donor, and choir director. The two of them, Peter has put these two words together into one the donor is the one that spent all the money. He's the one that supplied the musicians, the actors, the mimes, the, the actor's clothing, the expense for the theater, and all of the things that went to produce this thing. He was the one that it cost him something. He was the one to spend great amounts of money to make this theatrical performance take place. And then the choir director was the one that directed everyone and made the thing happen. He put the two things together, and what he gives us in this one word that was once two is he now says to us, he wants us to add at our expense to choreograph the seven virtues of God to represent the character of God on the stage of life so that when people see you act this out through your music, through your voice acting, through my storytelling, through all of the things that we do in life, through the gardens, through the flowers yeah. that we grow, yeah. right. through the pavilions that we, that we make, you know, through the, the landscape, through the architecture, through the dramas, through all the things that we do, our buildings, God wants us to now use our giftedness to epikorigeo, 
to choreograph the seven virtues. Virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love and demonstrate to the world who this amazing God really is. Mm. And then he says, and if you practice these things, you will never be barren nor unfruitful in the full intimate knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And guys, guess what will happen? What? The world will want what you have because they've never seen it done like this before. And not only will they want what you have, but they'll be willing to pay for it. You pay the price first in your lives and the world will give back and say, I want more. Wow. I want more. Yeah, that's being light, being salt, being aroma of Christ. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, this has been a long, we went 20 minutes, but I think it went an hour at least. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys, for spending time with me. And uh, those that are listening, there's so much in God's Word. I mean, we just touched 2 Peter chapter 1, you know, and um, it ends with verse 10, though, and I would be remiss not to quote it. Mitchell, read it. Let's read that. Read verses 9 and 10. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Keep going. Do these things and you will never fall away. Mm, That's amazing. Keep going. Yeah. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, did you guys hear that last statement? A grand entrance. Yeah. You go from the stage of life choreographing the seven virtues of God on the stage of life. And what does God do for you? He, in turn, has a grand entrance for yeah. you into his kingdom. Oh, it's like Stephen. Yeah. It's like Stephen, yeah. and it's like the curtains... You know, part, and there you are. You go from this world to eternity, and you have a grand entrance for you, and you're like on stage again. <laughs> and the people, are they're all there like, yeah, and oh, all the people I, that are yeah, there okay, are the yeah. people that you ministered to while you were here. Oh. You know, all the influence that you've had on the world. Everyone's there. The angels that were watching over you, the people that you've had an influence in their lives, if they've gone ahead of you. I, mean, I think eternity happens in a split seconds when you die. You know, I think everything's there. Yeah. There's no time with God. But there's an entrance. There is a grand entrance for you after you're gone, waiting for you if you've done your job on this earth mm-hmm. by presenting the very character of God, which increases his what? Fame. And his reputation on the earth. Hey, guys, thanks for spending time with me. This has been cool. You have a life ahead of you. I'm so excited for you guys. I didn't start until I was 20, probably 22 years old. That's when I got my start. How old are you, Spencer? 23. Oh, so you're already too late. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was 25 when it's You have a lot of knowledge already behind you. I didn't have any. I started when Mm. I was 22. Mitchell, you're 19 years old. Mm -hmm. You've got a whole life ahead of you, but now's the time. Now's the time to prepare Fill the what? Fill the cup. Fill the cup. Fill my cup, Lord, mm-hmm. and he will. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, thanks so much. This was, this was fun, and it's eternal. Um, mm-hmm. I just praise God. I, I have two young men you know, before me that are just starting off, and I can't think of doing anything greater with my life um, than mm-hmm. encouraging you to do what I know what really works, um, and that is know God intimately, proclaim and partner with him passionately, and enjoy him infinitely. So let's do it together. God bless. Thank you. Yep. 
You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. I assure you, I'm a bachelor through and through. I am not stubborn. I'm independent. I need no one. It's a story of an unlikely union. I, Una Cartere, take Lee Cuthbert Grayson to be my lawfully wedded husband. Riddled with hidden secrets and mystery. Una is not here. She's known as the Witch of Parankev. <laughs> it's not safe. It's a secret worth living. And dying for. They'll kill us. Be warned. Anna! She's on the Must I report everything to you? Is that the law of our marriage? I hope it to be the heart of our marriage. Lamplighter Theatre presents The Treasure of the Secret Cove. It often does take the darkest times to see the brightest light. Two are better than one. On the next Lamplighter Theatre.